Welcome to Read Now, a podcast about reading and listening brought to you by Mooney Valley Libraries. We respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which Mooney Valley is located, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay respect to their spirits, ancestors, elders and their community members past and present. Council also extends this respect to other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who call Mooney Valley home. everyone and welcome to our first Read Now podcast recording. I'm Jenny Mulder and I'm here with Jackie Brown. Jackie, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi everyone, I'm Jackie. I work at the Sam Maryfield Library uh, and I'm always up for a chat if I don't know you yet. I'm, I hope we get to know each other a bit. Uh, always up for a chat about what you're reading, what I'm reading, what everyone else is reading that we don't want to read, all sorts of things. Um, I'll point you in the direction of anything that you'd like or we can just chat about what I like to read. I'm easy, happy to chat anytime. Thanks, Jackie. And I'm Jenny, of course, and like Jackie, I work at the Sam Merrifield Library in Mooney Ponds and I love to read. I read from a number of different genres. I love to read a bit of fiction and a bit of non-fiction. Um, I love to share what I've been reading, but also to find the perfect read for you. Today, we're really pleased to welcome to our very first ever podcast, Amelia Rice, who is the Senior Coordinator for Mooney Valley's Library and Learning. So welcome, Celia. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Celia, and how long you've been at Mooney Valley. Oh, gosh, I think it's uh, two or three years now that I've been at Mooney Valley Libraries. Um, and before that, I've worked in um, other library systems. And before that, I was a teacher. So really loving education and books and reading. That's, that's the stuff that I really enjoy. All right. So we just wanted you to, to tell us a little bit about what's been happening with Mooney Valley Libraries over the last six weeks. Oh, yes, sure. Absolutely. So um, obviously, we've had to close our doors, which is really heartbreaking for us because uh, we love working with the community and we love providing a library service. Um, and unfortunately, of course, we, ha we had to do that um, following the government directives. We've had a lot of feedback from our community that they miss us too. So what we've been doing is trying to deliver a library service in a different way. So provide as many of those services as we can um, online or think of other ways to be able to um, help people while they're isolating in their homes and, and we're in our own homes. I know we've always had an online collection. Uh, we've always had ebooks and e-audio books and we've had streaming for movies and things and a lot of a lot of educational databases. And so what we've been doing is as the first thing was we put um, quite a lot of our resources into that to make sure that we were offering as much as possible to people online. And then we looked at the programs that we offer. And of course, when people think of libraries, they think of story time. It's one of the great joys of working in a library is to see the little kids once a week at each of our branches uh, with our librarians. You know, we have toddler time, we have baby rhyme time. We've got a whole host of amazing programs that really support early literacy development for children. And we want to keep doing that. And we found that that's something that we could continue to do thanks to our absolutely fabulous children's and youth librarians. So we've had a number of amazing sessions, uh, very successful. You know, we might see 50 to 100 people in a branch um, when we do story time. 
Um, but when we pop them online, we're reaching an even bigger audience. Uh, one of the most successful was our Easter story time. And that actually reached over 13,000 people. Wow. And we got some, I know, just amazing. And we also got some really beautiful feedback um, from a little girl. I think her name was Carolina. I'm not sure. Her mother wrote in and said that her daughter adored that story time so much. She watched it five times. She made her <laughs> brothers watch it. And then she made everybody make the bunny um, craft that was a part of that story time. So we know that we're actually hitting the mark and providing services when we get beautiful feedback like that. And so we've also been sort of looking at other stuff to put online. We've got our book reviews up and we're about to roll out a whole lot of exciting programs for adults. I'd encourage everybody to watch out for those. Although we can't provide access to computers at this stage, we've still got our tech helpline because we know that there's a lot of people who need help with tech. And that's one of the major things that we do in our branches. And so that was how we were able to transfer that service to an online environment. Uh, we have so many um, of our library members signing on to our online libraries for the very first time. I mean, the usage of our kids collection uh, and just one of our service providers, Belinda, it's doubled in the past five mm. weeks. Mm. And that's, that's the trend that we're seeing across all of the resources that we offer online. More people are taking advantage of them and that's a really wonderful thing to see. People who, you know, because of their age or because of special needs or whatever, have, or well, because of access, can't get to our online resources. So we're very, very excited that we're about to start our book delivery service for our physical mm. collections. So that's going to be, there's two different ways we're going to do that. So the first is that we are trying to reunite people with their reserves because we close so suddenly. And there were a lot of um, books that people had requested, but they just didn't have to get to the pick up. So our priority is to honour that promise to those people who requested those books and get them to them as much as we are able to. So that's the first um, part of our delivery service. Um, and then for our older, more isolated community, we really want to make sure that those people, that we meet those needs as much as we're able to. So we're inviting people who are over the age of 60 or people who care for people over the age of the 60 or those with special needs to give our libraries a ring and our librarians will actually create a tailored book package, which I believe you're part of, Jackie, providing I that service. I am, <laughs> and I've been doing that over the last couple of days and having great fun talking to people about books and reading, which is pretty much what I like to do. So it's <laughs> been fun. I'm jealous, Jackie. <laughs> and look, and both those uh, programs have had a fantastic uptake and just emails just full of happiness and gratitude have been coming through. Uh, people are so delighted that we're able to offer this service. So we're very, very happy that we can do that. Yeah. And I guess the other thing that we've been doing, which um, people will enjoy once our branches are able to reopen, uh, we've been working on the shelving for a number of our branches. So there will be changes that people will be able to see in our San Merrifield Library, in our Nidri Library and in our, our Avondale Heights Libraries. And it's sort of a bit of a coincidence because we would have had to close for a short period for each of these works in any case. Um, and then, of course, when the shutdown happened, uh, we just thought, well, we've got to make sure we do it while we're forced to close. Mm. So it'll all be lovely and fresh and inviting when we do actually get to open our doors again. I'm looking forward to it, actually. I haven't seen any of it, so I'm excited. Okay, Celia, back onto our book discussion. Um, so what are your favourite things to read? Do you have favourite genres or authors that you find yourself always turning to? 
Look, I do like to read a bit of everything. I was thinking about it, and the only genre that I really can't cope with is family sagas, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, everything else I, I really enjoy. You know, I, um, I do have a, a bit of a preference for a bit of a goth horror. I'm a huge uh, Shirley Jackson fan. So oh. I love anything in that sort of area. Um, but, you know, I enjoy fantasy. I like Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. I've, graphic novels I, I really enjoy. Um, Saga is one that's mm. just been fantastic. Really, really lovely. It's like a space opera, Romeo and Juliet. It's just impossible to explain, but it's just fantastic. Um, and Lock and Key is one of my other favourite um, graphic novels, which has been adapted by Netflix. Yeah. Uh, look, it's had good reviews. You'll be unsurprised that librarian thinks the book's better. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a bit of a literary sort of fiction as well. Elizabeth Strout's been um, fantastic. Uh, Olive Again um, is one recent one I really enjoyed, which is a sequel to Olive Kittredge, uh, which is just sort of focused on a small town and, and, and one particular lady in that town. And it's just when an author is able to sort of explain humanity in such a perfect way it's just really really mm. um yeah i just love reading it just amazes me how talented um some of these authors can be so yeah i do i read, read pretty broadly um and yeah enjoy a lot of stuff non-fiction as well um yeah i'm pretty apart from my family sagas i can get around my most things what was the last book you read celia well, so the last one i read was actually a recommendation from um one of our library staff called the power by naomi alderman oh um, that's great yes yes loved it loved it it was just fantastic it was mm. a um coming at the concept of, of the patriarchy from the other end, you know, what what would the world be like if, if women were physically um, stronger than men? Like, how would that change the world and society? Um, but, and it sounds like a bit of a kind of, oh God, topically going to be preached at and, you know, but it's actually a really exciting page turner mm. thriller um, with all this, these amazing cultural observations thrown in. So I highly recommend that one. <laughs> And speaking of your endless uh, to-read list, have you got anything piling up and rising to the top for your two next great read? Uh, well, I will admit that I do have an interest in politics and gossip. So the Malcolm Turnbull release uh, is one that I will be reading. Uh, <laughs> do you know if that's coming out as an e-book? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've actually. I um, I had a word to the collections coordinator today, <laughs> and I said, you know what, I want to read next. <laughs> and I'm, but I'm not the it. only one. No, no, I'm sure you won't be the only one. No, no. <laughs> Talk, talking yeah. about your liking gossip, one of the things I love to do is use Press Reader, and I read a lot of the gossip magazines on Press Reader. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's my favourite go-to. <laughs> Good, and I think you know we're all self-isolating, and there's such depressing news on the TV. It's lovely to have a nice little escape. Like a bag. It's good. It's it's one. It is wonderful, isn't it? What are you actually in the middle of reading now? Um, Anything, or you've just got a, a big pile? I've got, I've got my piles, really. I've sort of only finished the power quite recently, and obviously Malcolm Turnbull's next on on the list. Okay. Um, we're sort of flicking through some of the stuff that's available on our e-platforms and I did put together a little bit of a list that I um, really recommend and have read and will be continuing to read. 
So those who do enjoy that kind of gothic horror, um, there's a fantastic book on Overdrive called Wild Wing Hall by Elizabeth Hand. Um, and after reading that, I just, um, I loved it. It was a, you know, basically the haunted house trope, um, but written really beautifully and um, sort of from a, a the rock band that goes there and the lead singer goes missing under mysterious circumstances. Um, but it's, it's written really beautifully. So that got me onto a whole, a whole Elizabeth Hand um, binge. So I've read quite a few of hers, so I recommend that. Um, there's a whole bunch of Malcolm Gladwell books, and he's one of my favourite non-fiction authors. He also has a fantastic podcast, Revisionist History. Um, and he's really great at looking at cultural moments and, and things that happen and sort of extrapolating things from current events and, and reflecting on society. And he writes in a really accessible way. Uh, and yeah, I've just always, they're, they're page turners. Um, so I highly recommend any of the books by Malcolm Gladwell that you'll find. I think his latest one was called Talking to Strangers. Yeah. And that was fantastic. Do you ever watch anything on our canopy? Um, I station? do, I do. I really love, do you know what's on there that I am going to watch again? Um, the 80s teen flick Heathers. Uh, <gasps> <laughs> yes. I loved, I loved that when I was a teenager. Oh. Winona Ryder at her best, Christian Slater at his best. Um, oh. It's quite dark, quite dark and macabre, so do be prepared. It's not like fluffy, um, but very darkly humorous. And yeah, one of my favourites, so I'm going to go and oh. visit that at some stage. I'll be making a mental note to go and watch that again. I haven't seen that for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good time for it, sitting in front of the TV and watching a good movie. Definitely the time for it. And the weather's turning, even though it's a lovely day as I'm looking out my window now. You know, we're starting to get into that colder weather where you think, yeah, I could go for a walk or I could not. Thank you, Celia, so much for sharing um, all of that with us. That was that was really interesting to listen to. Did you have anything else that you wanted to to talk about or or discuss with us? Well, just just to let everybody know, he's waiting desperately for the library to return to normal. So are we. And as soon as any of these restrictions are changed or rolled back even the slightest bit, we're going to be doing our best to make sure that we're getting the library service back to you. So please. Keep an eye on our webpage. Keep an eye on, on the council webpage because as soon as we can provide more services, we will. Okay, all right. Thanks again, Celia. And um, very first guest on our very first podcast. So thank you I so am much. I am honoured. Finding a comfy seat and um, along with a comfy read seems a really important thing at the minute. And Jackie and I have come up with a few suggestions to try. I'm going to go with Uplit. Jackie, what are you going to talk about today? Uh, well, when we were thinking about this, my go-to uh, whenever I is, is the comfort reading, and I tend to reread things that I've read usually a couple of times or even many times before. Um, and I find that that's a sort of settling uh, activity for me to do. And even as, you know, going back as far as things I've read in childhood. So that's what I'll be talking about today. Okay. Um, you're right. I, I often find that a comfort read is something that I've read in the past. 
but I wanted to take a little bit of a different take with it today and talk about Uplit. Um, Uplit generally means a book where real life characters grapple with life and its problems. Uh, they finish on an optimistic note, but never with everything resolved neatly, which I think is why it's such a favourite genre for, for many of us over the last few years. And it really seems to be appropriate for, for now because life is not not always easy with happy endings and happy ever afters. Okay, do you want to start with your first read, Jackie? Okay, so I've got in that theme of um, going back to things that I've reread many, many, many times before. I have actually in the last couple of weeks since we've been um, uh, well, since before we were all in any kind of lockdown, um, just kind of grappling with news that was coming in from around the world, I actually went back and started rereading all of the Anne of Green Gables books, uh, of course, by Ellen Montgomery, Canadian author. Uh, so those books start with um, Anne of Green Gables is the first one. Uh, and they're just, they're lovely books. I've loved them since I was a child, like many other people. And um, they're extremely you know the 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 actual you know definition of comfort for me um and you know it's a simpler time uh with you know living in the country and going to school and doing all sorts of things on a farm and it's just it's really lovely to me and i uh went through and reread re all of the books there's about five or six altogether uh and the last book uh, which is Rilla of Ingleside uh, is uh, it, it's not dark in any way, but it does deal with um, themes of World War Two, and it uh, actually deals with the main characters' children. So it's gone into the next generation, but still really lovely um, language and themes, and it's just very nice. It's a nice little kind of Duna read. Yeah, I really like that. Um, the main character, Anne Shirley, as she starts off, uh, you know, we meet her when she's 11 and she's very much a child, but her characteristics, they mature in that, you know, she matures as a, as a human as she gets older, but she doesn't, those characteristics don't ever go. So, you know, she still has the same sort of thoughts and feelings as she did when she was a child as she goes through the books as into adulthood, but they're still like... It's such a, yeah, like you say, it's such a very strong character from the start um, that as she matures, you feel that, you know, you feel young inside a little bit too. And and also her herself as an adult too as well. I, I was um, very taken with the fact that reading about her as, a, as an adult woman um, struck chords with me. It, it didn't, it didn't jar. You could see her yeah. maturing, still keeping her, um, childhood effervescence, you'd have yes. to say, yeah. but um, with a mature attitude, and 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 the same with with Gilbert. I, I just yeah. found that the characterisation was so good. Um, great, great choice, I think, for um, for a comfort read. Yes, it's been lovely. Yes. Well, my first. Uh, uplet that I want to mention is Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. This was a mm. really big hit a couple of years ago and mm. still continues to be popular. Um, I will say that when I mentioned to some colleagues yesterday that I was going to talk about this as a comfort uplet type read, uh, one of the um, comments from one of the staff was, 
that book is so dark and depressing. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to disagree quite quite strongly. And I did have a bit of a um, a conversation with her and to say why I don't think it's dark and depressing. Uh, Eleanor likes things to be just so and and she has the same job and the same clothes and mm. the same hairstyle and the same food every day and she every weekend she drinks the same amount of vodka and um you know ends up quite blotto on the couch she <laughs> has um controlling phone calls from her mother everything's the same 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 and i i quite sympathize with um eleanor a new staff member comes into Eleanor's life and slowly things begin to um, change. She gets some new clothes and a new hairstyle. Um, new experiences start to happen in her life. And gradually, as Eleanor changes, her mother becomes even more destructive and vindictive. I really love this book and I loved Eleanor, uh, a strong woman who has overcome tragedy, tragedy by controlling her life as much as possible. I really I have a bit of sympathy for that. She doesn't give anything of herself away. Mm. And um, I'm actually following some of her style now. And I call myself Eleanor in coffee shops, which um, you'll find out why <laughs> if you ever read the book. Have you read uh, no, I haven't. And now I need to because I need to know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I need always to start. Eleanor in coffee shops. At first, I, I used to wonder who, who this Eleanor was that was getting coffee, but. I'm so used to it now that I, I, I just do it automatically and I love it. Um, I love being Eleanor and um, it, people who have read the book smile. All, all of the things that we've discussed today are available as e-resources on, um, on our catalogue. So you, they're available either through Libby, um, which is the Overdrive app, or they're available on RB Digital um, or Borrow Box. So you can go to our website and either put your name down for them, just like you would for a physical book, or you can borrow them straight away, depending on availability. Uh, try them out and see what you think. Jenny and I have a constantly expanding to-read list, and that you know includes things that we're going to read and watch and listen to uh, across all types of media. Uh, and we'd just like to share some of that with you now. So, Jenny, what's on your to-read, watch, listen list? I've got a few things on my list um, to read. I have got the, got the Parish Orphans of Devon by Mimi Matthews. This is a new series and it's available through Overdrive uh, on the Libby app. Um, I'm looking forward to reading it. It's had some great reviews and I'm a bit of a fan of uh, romance. On my to-watch list, I've got Bombshell, um, which is the story of Hedy Lamarr, who, who was a big screen star back in the 40s and 50s, but also quite, a, um, quite an inventor of note. She was co-credited with uh, uh, inventing what became Wi-Fi and Bluetooth mm. and has been honoured honored for that in the last couple of years. So I'm looking forward to that, actually. It's been something mm. I've been wanting to watch for a while. And of course, on my to listen list, I've got uh, Temple by Matthew Riley, which um, I can't wait to listen to. I've actually listened to it before, but I really want to listen to it again. And that's available on BorrowBox. Exactly. What about you, Jackie? 
Uh, my to read list uh, fairly recently, there's been the announcement of the winner of the Stella Prize, which is the prize for Australian women writers. Uh, I try to consciously read both more Australian authors and more women authors. Uh, and this happens to happily do both of that. So I want to have a, a look at some of the books in the um, in the shortlist of the Stella Prize. The winner of that prize this year was Jess Hill with her non-fiction book, Look What You Made Me, Look What You Made Me Do, uh, which is a bit heavy. It deals with domestic violence and coercive control. To watch, to watch, I'm actually really looking forward to getting into some live theatre that's been filmed. A lot of theatre companies in the UK are releasing filmed versions of their theatre productions over the last couple of years. Um, and things like Shakespeare Globe, the Globe Theatre, they have a Romeo and Juliet that I want to have a look at. The National Theatre did a production of Frankenstein a couple of years ago. A lot of theatre companies have released these uh, films due to the pandemic and everyone being in lockdown. I think some of them are asking for a donation to a, a good cause, um, but I'm happy to do that uh, or it will be freely available. So that's what I'm looking forward to watching. Listening, I don't know. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't, I, I have not yet listened to uh, an audio book in full, aside from uh, what Jenny mentioned, we listened to have listened to Matthew Riley's books in the car on big long road trips. Um, so I might dip into that um, and have a look at see what we've got there. Okay, everyone, thanks for joining us on this first of our Read Now podcast for Mooney Valley Libraries. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us as much as we've enjoyed talking about books. It's one thing that we could probably do forever, but uh, that's not very interesting for everyone else. Uh, we'll be putting out more of these, uh, not just during the pandemic time that we're going through, but hopefully moving forward, we'll be uh, bringing you more books to read and listen to and all sorts of things happening in the library with special guests if and when we can get them. Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm.